0: this is taylor beats and this is the step over podcast
1: so i'm joined by i believe uh, a player from ottawa who is the the most recent ottawa addition to the professional ranks her name is taylor beats uh who's from ottawa playing professionally in france now with fc nantes uh taylor thank you so much for joining
0: thank you for having me i appreciate it
1: okay yeah my first question did i say the name of your team right
0: yeah, that was spot on. Actually, a lot of Canadians will say Nantes or something like that. But yeah, FC Nantes, it's perfect.
1: So soccer aside, you're living in France now. Like, how has that transition been for you? Like, like, do you feel kind of settled there now? Or
0: uh, Yeah, so actually, I went on my first year being in France. Uh, last year, I played at uh, Iseur, which is more, honestly, dead smack in the middle of France. Uh, so I have about a year under my belt, which is nice. Yeah. Um, the first few months were definitely a little bit of a culture shock, but I'd say now I'm I'm definitely used to it. It's it's a second home for me. I really enjoy the country, really enjoy um the the style of play as well. And I speak French, so that helps a lot uh, on and off the field. So it's been great so far. I can't complain.
1: Fantastic. Um yeah like had you been to France before or, or like was this your first time?
0: I I had not um essentially traveled to this side of the pond in Europe and more well the east side i have been I've done North America and, and all that but yeah first time in Europe as soon as I landed it was yeah France first first country in Europe
1: <laughs> right on um so before we get into anything else uh like I want to cover the basics I want to get to know more about you um so you're from Ottawa like what neighborhood did you grow up in?
0: So I'm actually from Cornwall, Ontario, which okay. is about an hour from Ottawa. It's a little small town. Uh, but I played for, I played one year with West Ottawa out in Canada, And then I spent the rest of my years in Ottawa playing for OSU.
1: Okay. So we're going to include Cornwall in Ottawa. I know they, I, I know most Cornwall people might not like that, but, but <laughs> you're in the 613. Um, yeah, yeah. Did you have any like favorite hangout spots, uh, like either in Cornwall or like, you know, when you were in Canada?
0: Uh, honestly, between traveling an hour and 45 minutes to practice Canada, or, um, an hour and 15, 20 with traffic to the, to, uh, George Nelms, I didn't really have much time to hang out at right from, we'd get out of school. I'd have 10 minutes at home to grab a bite to eat and jump in the car and go. Uh, so in terms of that, uh, not necessarily, but. In Cornwall, I had a, a, well, obviously the Starbucks and we'll just hang out. Like I had a pool. We have a really nice, we had a nice deck. We moved, but nice deck and pool in the backyard. So just hanging out at home, having friends over and stuff like that on, on the odd times that we had time off. So yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. Like I didn't know that you had to travel so far for your club soccer. Um. Why living in Cornwall did you choose to, you know, play with West Ottawa and like play with OSU?
0: Yeah. Long so- way to go. Yeah. Um, so I started originally out in Cornwall with uh, through the youth uh, system there. And then I think around 12, 13, um, I made the, the decision to make the jump. And I wanted to go play. At the time, it was OISL. I'm aging myself a little bit. It's no longer that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so OISL that was the goal. Um, West Auto, I just get promoted. I believe it was regional up to OISL, And so I made the jump. Um, I knew that I wanted to pursue soccer. And at that time uh the goal was to get exposure in the provincial league and then then have the opportunity to potentially go play um in the states on a scholarship so that was the goal and made the jump was kind of like now or never at the 13-ish age is really when you kind of make that decision um so yeah i just won for it and luckily it all worked out
1: um like what was your first introduction to soccer like how long have you been playing
0: um, I started playing, I think when I was like three or four, just in your casual Timbits little <laughs> league, uh, once a week kind of thing. And, you know, where everyone crams in the middle, kicks each other and stuff like that. But, um, uh, my, my mom was a tennis player. My dad was a hockey player. Okay. Uh, no one played soccer in my family and my parents were just like, what do you want to do? And I said, soccer and it stuck. So
1: yeah. Was there a reason? Like, did you have friends that played soccer or?
0: Yeah, in like preschool, and elementary, everyone played soccer, even at recess. So it kind of just was the sport that everyone decided to go. And I not necessarily followed, but just decided I wanted to do it as well and join in.
1: Okay. Um, and like, was that the only sport that you played? Or did you play anything else as you were growing up?
0: Uh, growing up, uh, I played a lot of sports. I think that also helped me develop as an athlete. Um, so elementary and high school, I played basketball, volleyball, Dragonfield, and field, uh, badminton, you name it. I pretty much played everything other than hockey. <laughs> um, and I, I I drew, I truly believe that that helped me develop uh, even more as an athlete. So that no, was great. I, I had a really great experience uh, growing up. So great memories.
1: Is there any uh, sport in particular that you think kind of helps uh, make you better at soccer? Like,
0: yeah, for sure. I think basketball helped me a lot. Okay. Uh, just with, Obviously, you're playing with your hands. So obviously, technically, catching a ball, throwing a ball. Um, I think also the reading routes, reading uh, the court for basketball, but just being able to tactically see things before it happens or predict or analyze situations. Um, And obviously, just I think taking a break from soccer and able to still be athletic and think soccer-minded-wise, but in another sport helped me – uh, one, appreciate soccer more. Two, um, I think allowed or add another tool in my toolbox to to be a better uh, goalkeeper.
1: Okay. Um, so have you always been a goalkeeper then?
0: Um, no. Up until 11 or 12, I was a striker. Um, oh, really? And then, yeah. And then the typical our goalkeeper got hurt in a tournament and then <laughs> no one wanted to go in. I offered to go in and they originally said no three times. And then I persisted finally was allowed to. Um, and then we ended up winning that tournament in PKs and then I've never come out of the net since. So, yeah.
1: So you, so you fought to be a goalkeeper. Was that yes. like, did you always want to like, did you always want to give it a try?
0: Well, I think you like, as a striker, you love scoring on goalkeepers, but at the same time, I think if you think the opposite, you as a striker, I kind of knew the tendencies of where we want to shoot, how we want to, uh, where we want to put the ball. So I thought to myself, well, why not just give it a try? And and it stuck. So, so far so good.
1: So do you still kind of think like a striker sometimes?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think, um, well in in our, um, I almost spoke French there. Sorry, my brain, (laughs) English and French. Um, I think in our uh, the way we like to play here at Nantes, uh, obviously you're just like a field player. So we always start off a session where we're integrated directly into the game, playing with our feet, um, whether that be um, in directly in the game as a as a um, I want to say appui which is a French word, but uh, kind of a joker player, or we're literally on the sides in supporting roles. Um, so we're it definitely helps, and uh, yes yeah, so in that sense, tech, always thinking as a, as a field player, for sure.
1: Okay. Um, so is there a point that you decided that like, you really wanted to take soccer seriously? Like you want to kind of pursue this, uh, as, as like a goal.
0: Yeah. I think, I think around the time, um, when I made the jump to go to Ottawa, uh, I also was training with Tanya Singfield, a uh, goalkeeper coach with Golden Gloves Academy at the time. Okay. Uh and I think I, I think it finally clicked in my head that like if I really commit to this, I could I can make something of it, and really make a one a career out of it and two um, have opportunities open up for me. so I think around 14 fifteen is when I really started decided like, okay, I'm going for this and let's let's go at a hundred percent all or nothing so
1: yeah so. Uh, what ended up happening is, is you went to the University of Arkansas. Um, was that, like, was NCAA uh, a goal of yours from, like, that 14, 15 age?
0: For sure, yeah. I think, uh, first and foremost, foremost, at the time, that was kind of our pathway. It was, yeah. like, um, OISL, then you go to university, more or less, in the States. Uh, for me, that was a goal anyways, to go uh, to a D1 school, Um. So yeah, that was a goal right away. And that's kind of was the the forefront of my brain. And luckily I was fortunate enough to, to make that happen.
1: Okay. So you went to Arkansas, you were a Razorback to play university yep. ball. Uh, so why Arkansas, like what like what brought you there and and what was that university experience like for you?
0: Yeah, um, I actually initially uh, my first year, which was my red shirt year, I started at the University of Minnesota and oh, then okay. I transferred down to Arkansas. But honestly, um, as soon as I went on my visit to Arkansas and when I was in the transport portal, you I don't think unless you're in it, the SEC and just how the, the sports conference in the SEC and how much they invest in their facilities, in their athletes, and everything, especially I can speak for Arkansas, it's incredible. Like you are you're in the most professional conditions. On and off the field, they take care of you. Nutri- nutrition, um, athletic trainers, doctors—anything you could ask for, you have it. Um, so it was—it was an amazing experience. I, I love my time at Arkansas. I can't complain.
1: Fantastic. So when did you officially sign with Nantes?
0: So this summer, um, I was a free agent. This summer after my one year uh, with Iser. Um and we actually played uh, Nantes in the Coupe de France. Uh, Semi-finals, okay. Um, at home at Easter. and then the summer when the transfer window opened, uh, they contacted my agent, and the rest is history.
1: So this is your second professional contract, then, right? Yes. Everyone, especially from Canada, uh, like everyone has like a different path to turning pro, and it's really not easy. And I think especially for women because we don't have a pro- like we don't have a professional league. Um, so what was the path like for you? Like, you know, did you get like an agent or like, what was, like, what was that process for you? Uh,
0: well, for me, transitioning from Canada to the U S um, obviously went to university there, got my degree. So thankfully, you know, God forbid something happened, but at least, you know, at that time that was the pathway and we have a, a backup plan per se. Okay. Uh, but so how it happened was I finished my Um, I did four and a half years at Arkansas. I started my master's and I kind of have that, I have that on pause right now. Um, But within that window, I played one summer in uh, Jacksonville, Florida with a UWS team, which is a semi-pro. I think now it's turning into the second division for the NWSL, or it will be in a couple of years, just to give some context. And then, Uh, that summer had an agent and essentially he got in contact or Isra actually contacted him regarding me. Um, he posted my profile, my resume and everything, um, just from Arkansas and even club a little bit. Um, and then they offered me a contract and I signed and was, um, went on my first, uh, professional contract there.
1: Okay. Um, now you're like you speak French. Was that um like a big appeal for you, though?
0: Um yeah, I think it definitely helped. Uh I was targeting obviously Europe. I think for me, uh being able to come over to Europe and, and see a different style of play, you know, the American, especially at Arkansas or even in the SEC, how some teams like to play. It's more physical, more direct in, in terms of it's just more of a athletic game. And I think being able to come being able to come over to Europe and, and see the a different side or a different style of play, more possession-based, swing it around, you know, act as a third center back and really be involved um, in the game has uh, really helped me. And I'm evolving as a goalkeeper as well as a human. Um, and I think it's taught me a lot of great things thus far um, since being in Europe.
1: Okay. So how did that first season go for you as a, pro- you know, your first professional season?
0: Um, I think it went pretty well. Um we are, I mean,
1: you came back for another year, so.
0: Yeah, well, Iser was a small team, per se, budget wise, uh, let's say, compared to, for example, an FC Nantes, um, kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of just infrastructure and everything. Yeah, so Izer, um first year, I think it was a, a success for the club. Uh, individually, I felt like I grew a lot. I added some. I've added some, obviously, experience to my resume as well as just some really good learning experiences in terms of growing as a goalkeeper. Uh, I believe we finished third uh, last season, and we had an amazing run in the Coupe de France um, tournament. I'm not sure if you know what that is exactly. Uh, Would you
1: like to tell us about it?
0: Sure. Essentially, it's like um, around November, December. um, It's a tournament tournament essentially all of france so all the teams enter into the tournament from d1 so you have your your top d1 teams and then you have your d2 teams and then you have your regional well region which is r1 and essentially okay, so what
1: open happen- cup then
0: yep and so essentially what happens it's kind of like the ncaa tournament where you have your top 64 and so you, you play the first round second round third round fourth round so on and so forth but it's like immediate knockout so if you lose you're out okay but what's cool about this tournament is as you get further in you have these underdogs who essentially can have great runs in the tournament um, where they're not supposed to win or they come up against a couple d1 teams and they knock out a d1 team in d2 um, and so we had a great run we actually went to the the French Cup the Coupe de France finale and we played against PSG last year Wow uh, okay yeah so it was it was funny because I had no idea that This even existed in November when we started. Um, (laughs) I saw that we had an extra game on our schedule the following week, and I was like, "Well, what's this?" And they explained it. And then six, seven months later, we find ourselves in the final against PSG. It It was quite a quite a great experience, and I think just experiencing that in my first year, in my first season, first year in France was. It was quite
1: cool. Yeah, so you're on the field against PSG like um, mm-hmm. tell us a bit more about what like what that game was like and what what was going through your head like the players that were on the field.
0: <laughs> um well, I think first and foremost it's PSG. Um you know, you have yeah. some <laughs> of the best, you have some <laughs> of the best players in the world uh, at the time. Uh, Kato, Kato, who who is the best striker I would say. Probably one of the best strikers in the world. Unfortunately, she's injured now uh, with an ACL, but Um, no, it was cool. I think it was a great learning experience. Um, took a lot of takeaways from that game tactically and technically more so tactically, but it just shows, um, you know, that's their best of the best champions league, you know, team. So that's where you aspire to be one day. And I think it was a great learning experience and kind of an eye opener to see like, okay, it's, it's possible, but there's some work to be done. And, um, I think it was cool to also, uh, experience the whole journey to get to that point. I think it was quite amazing, and to to make history for the club, for the region, even for the league, um, was a was a quite a, a cool accomplishment. And yeah, it was it was a great experience.
1: That's so cool. Okay, so you're with Nantes now for this season. Um, how has the season been going so far?
0: So far, preseason has been great. Okay. Um, we actually have our first league game this Sunday at home, no. home opener. Um, but yeah, preseason's been going well. We got some good results, good learning experiences as well. Um, We have quite a few uh, new faces in the team, including myself. And so I think it's been good to get to know how each other, uh, our tendencies, how we like to play, um, just really getting to know each other on the field and off the field has helped as well. Um, so I think we've we've put some really good things in place to, have a great season so I'm excited to see how it plays out
1: and uh there's actually another player on the team who's from you know the 613 Kilar Khoury um was that uh like did she have any part of of you joining the team or was that just kind of like uh like a happy coincidence
0: I think it was just a happy coincidence um but even better because she's a great person I love her she's so kind so intelligent so tactically and technically intelligent I think she's a she's a great asset to our team. And, you know, I, I often ask her input at practice. I, I'll ask her to be extremely, um, exigent, very high, high standards for me. And, and, um, essentially be another coach on the field. She's brilliant. She's technically and tactically brilliant. She's actually passing her or she's about to pass her UEFA license for coaching. So, Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: So about you, um, like how would you describe yourself as a goalie? Like what's your, what's your goalie style?
0: Um, I would like to uh, describe myself as more of a modern day keeper. Um, I enjoy being the third center back and in, in supporting my, my center backs and outside backs. Um, I like to think myself of being able to be the first line of attack, but also um, the last line of defense I'd like to just be a more modern keeper and, and be technically and tactically sound and um, save some games for my team and, and win some points for for the season.
1: Okay. Um, So a question that I should probably have asked players before, um, because I'm curious about how, you know, professional players from Canada, you know, what the relationships are with like, canada soccer and like what the you know is like canada soccer aware of all the players playing professionally um like when when you turn professional do you get anything from canada soccer that says like hey we're we're aware that you're playing professionally and we're we're keeping an eye on you or you know does does that not happen um for all the all the players playing pro
0: um i think it's extremely dependent on the player um i think that is more of a personal relationship with yourself in soccer Canada. Okay. Um, I know that they are aware of me. I'm on the radar and all that stuff. Um, And probably similarly, well, as you can tell, uh, Clarissa Larry, Larry, he also just, you know, had her first cap. So that's amazing. Um, But yeah, so I think for more, more or less, uh, I want to say that they're aware of everyone, but I think it's a very uh, player by player, case
1: scenario okay that's fair yeah um okay you've been really generous with your time um i just have a few quick questions to ask yeah. you uh before i let you go if that's okay with you yeah of course. um what's your favorite sport besides soccer
0: oh basketball
1: okay do you have a favorite basketball team
0: i'm a big steph curry fan
1: okay so just whatever team curry is on
0: well Golden i State mean York. yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is your favorite soccer field? In the six one three, I usually say Ottawa, but but because you're from Cornwall, I'll, I'll say the six one three.
0: I'm gonna go with. I know they've done some renovations, which I haven't been able to see. But back in the good old days, George Nelms was our was our. Lola. Yeah, it's been
1: upgraded. Yeah,
0: apparently, I've I've seen pictures, but I haven't actually seen in person. But yeah, good old George Nuffield. They're okay. pretty good. They were pretty good back in the day as well.
1: Okay, right on. Um, who has had the biggest impact on your career so far?
0: I think my family. I think I can't thank them enough for, one, instilling the confidence that they have in me, and two, pushing me further than I thought I could and believing in me when I didn't believe in myself and allowing me to grow into the goalkeeper and human that I am growing into.
1: And it's a lot of gas money they spent, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. thank you for long, long nights in the car, <laughs> getting home, at the night and then having to wake up at six a.m. But yes.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> who is the best player you've ever played with or against?
0: Oof. I'll give you both. Okay. Uh, oh God. Well, against would be. Uh, you name it, any PhD player. Koto, sure. uh, Bachman, Ashley Lawrence, uh, Jordan Heitma, any of those girls. Um, incredible athletes, incredible soccer players. Best player played with um, uh, Jess at Arkansas. Jess yeah. Filippo, Canadian. I'll go with her. As Sorry, well, what was
1: her last name? You kind of got like a little fuzzy there.
0: Uh, DeFilippo Jessica Filippo she's from Montreal she's also with uh I believe she's she's in a national team program as well but uh she was with me in my last year of Arkansas incredible incredible okay
1: interesting yeah. um what's your favorite food
0: Oof. I love sushi Thai food any of that all that love it
1: oh, okay <laughs> what's your favorite sushi place then
0: uh, there's this little hole in the wall in Cornwall. I don't even know the name, but I know the exactly where it is. I can't, I can't give you the address, but it is incredible. It's like a little hole in the wall, like family recipe. So good. So good.
1: In Cornwall, there can't be that many sushi places. So
0: but, uh, I can't remember the name, but <laughs> I remember I, remember I eat literally like so good. My go-to if, if I'm not eating at home, go-to place. Okay. Sure.
1: Okay. Good to know. Um, what's the better halftime snack, oranges or watermelon?
0: Ooh, watermelon? Watermelon. You seem very
1: sure about that. Like, like oranges are not an option for you.
0: Watermelon. So refreshing. So good. Just that little kick of energy. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely watermelon for me.
1: Okay. Um, okay. My last question. Uh, so I got a, like a hypothetical scenario for you. Okay. So you have a a surprise presentation in five minutes, and okay. you didn't know about it at all until right now, and you are not prepared. What is something you could talk about for one hour with no preparation?
0: No preparation.
1: No preparation, and yeah, you got to talk for an hour.
0: I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna use my kinesiology background. I'm gonna go back. Okay. To and I'm gonna give a presentation on. Athletic training, raps, how the body works, all that stuff. I'll use my degree. I'll go back to the basics.
1: Smart, smart. I like it.
0: Went to my academic brain really fast, but yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> great answer. Uh, I
0: put it, yeah, obviously we could talk soccer, but I wanted to take it up another step.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Okay, right on.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, well, Taylor, thank you so much. This has been great. It's been really great to meet you.
0: Thank you. Likewise, it's, it's been great. Thank you for having me.